Big changes could be coming to the Apple Watch, but we're going to have to wait until next year to see it. But what about this year? We're talking about the future of the Apple Watch for now and later in this episode of the Macworld Podcast. Stick around. Welcome to the Macworld Podcast. I'm Roman Loyola here with Jason Cross. Good morning. And Michael Simon. Hello, sir. So sometime next month, maybe September 12th, Apple will reveal the new Apple Watch, which will be the Series 9. But anyone who knows how to count realizes that next year's watch will be the 10th version. I guess they're going to call it Series 10, maybe Apple Watch X? The rumor from the past weekend was it, it wasn't Series X. It was just Apple Watch X, which is interesting. I never understood why they went with Series anyway. Like, that's uh, weird. I, th- I guess it's like a like a fancy watch term. Maybe they wanted, I don't know. Yeah, like maybe. Right. Like, it doesn't really make sense. Yeah, maybe that comes from the watch world. We don't have MacBook Series Pro. We don't have MacBook numbering anything. That's Imagine that. It would, be like Mac, it would be like MacBook 67 at this point. <laughs> <laughs> but since it's... The 10 or the X, well, Roman numeral 10. That could mean Apple may have something special in store. So here's the question. With the 2024 watch in mind, what is it about the Series 9 watch that will make it worth the investment? Is the Series 9 kind of dead in the water now? It's a, so the Apple Watch is a, is a, is a weird kind of device because it's not something that you upgrade every year. It's not something you even upgrade every other year. Like if you have an Apple Watch 3, which presumably Apple sold a ton of those because it was on sale for a while. It was $199 for a while with sales on Amazon. You can get it for like $150. I got to assume there's a bunch of those out there because they were selling it um, this time last year. I believe they were still selling it. I would still recommend to anyone who has one of those to get a nine or or a discounted eight this year, because watchOS ten is a huge change, uh, and the third gen isn't compatible with it. And you, you, there's like a ton of so over Prime Day, I bought a Series eight when it was like it was like it was 120 dollars off, and I came from a first gen SE. And let me tell you, man, the difference is like astounding. How much more like the sensors, the screen, the always on display, like there's so much there. The the first gen SE was basically the series three, wasn't it? Kinda. Or yeah. There was it was it was the four screen. So it was a big okay. it was bigger than the than the square, but it, all the sensors and stuff were the same as the three. Like I didn't there was no blood oxygen, no no ECG. No, always on display, but it did have the slightly larger uh, 41 millimeter display. And we should point out that Garmin's uh, report that they're doing an Apple Watch X, which is going to be a big overhaul, just like the iPhone X was. He's not sure if that's next year, right? He said, hey, next year will be ten the 10 year anniversary of when they introduced it, but it didn't go on sale till 2015. So that would be 2025. He doesn't know if that Apple Watch X is coming in 2025 or not. It's either next year or it's the year after. Based on Apple's cadence. So this will be Series 9, even though, as Jason says, it's really Series 8. There was no... So Series 1 
was after the original. They kind of renamed like it Zero. Yeah, they renamed yeah. a Series Zero. Basically, it's less about the number of the watch and more about it being the tenth anniversary. That's that's what they did with iPhone. Right. So we skipped the the ninth gen altogether with the iPhone, and they came out with the ten at the same time as the eight because it was the tenth anniversary, twenty seventeen. This one, as Jason just said, so the Apple Watch was announced in 2014, didn't go on sale until 2015. The Series 1 came out in 2016, so there's any number of years that this could happen. So yeah, we're not sure when that's going to happen exactly. And and even the supposed changes are all in that, well, they're thinking of this kind of stuff, right? They're like, uh, it's going to have, so far, all the Apple Watches have used the same bands and band connection thing. There's just two sizes uh, of bands. And even though the two sizes have changed the cases, the, the band connection part has been always the same. This would be the first time that they're going to change the band and the way the band connects. The thickness of it, it'll probably have a different charger, like that little Apple Watch puck, I imagine will be like a different shaped thing, maybe flatter, maybe, you know, who knows. But uh, they they want the case to be flatter. They want the bands to connect differently. They said something about magnets, but I think other than having magnetic alignment, there's no way it's going to hold on with magnets. It's that's not that's not especially on something as small as that connection plate. You can't nearly hold it on strong enough to like swim with it or something. It would be a disaster. It needs a physical latch. But you could line it up with magnets. It would snap into place, and then you could cl- it would click. Uh, who knows? Or maybe not. <laughs> maybe the magnets is all about the charger. Who knows? So what Jason's talking about is the the rumor is so there are magnetic bands now that like they they latch to your arm magnetically. But this is what Garmin described as like the actual lugs would be magnetic. They kind of the the band pops into place, not like the um, uh, Milanese loop that kind of spins around and like attaches that way. Like that's a pretty strong magnet. This would be like actually attaching to the watch itself, which seems to be way more difficult for from a usability standpoint to have it be solely magnetic. If you swam with it or anything, it would pop off all the time. There's just not enough surface area there, especially if they're making the case thinner even. But there could be other things they could do to I – mean, Apple loves their magnets, but that could just be a way to like line it up. And, and all of this is, again, there things that he said – even he says they're thinking about maybe experimenting with these things. So we don't know when or if or how it's going to show up. We also don't know what it'll cost. The iPhone 10 was the first big jump in price. They're like, boom, a thousand dollars. And you were like, sticker shock at the time. Wow. So the iPhone 8 was $7.49, I want to think of it. I want to say $7.49. It was a big jump. And that's kind of what we had been used to for iPhone prices. And then the iPhone 10 was like $1,000. And we all said, well, gee, it's amazing with, you know, its new OLED display and its edge to edge display and the face ID and it added all this great new stuff. But who's going to pay $1,000 for an iPhone? And then, of course, literally everybody did. <laughs> So uh, there's it a, was six nine six ninety nine just just to I just looked it up so three hundred dollars more for the iPhone ten at the time yeah don't be shocked if whenever Apple Watch ten X whatever comes out first of all they they already do keep selling earlier models and uh, and don't don't be surprised if it's uh, just way more expensive yeah they could absolutely keep the Series nine 
for several years and charge, you know, $399 like they do. You know, the MacBook Air M1, they haven't cut that price. The iPad Air, they haven't cut that Air, the iPad, they haven't cut that price. So it would not surprise me at all if the Series 9 this year is on sale next year for starting at $399. The Apple Watch X or 10 is like starting at five ninety nine or something like that, or four 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 forty nine or something like that, and has some you know slick new features that you can't get anywhere else. Yeah, I mean for the most part, the Apple Watch it's changed. If you look at a Series uh, One versus a Series Eight, I mean it's different, but same relative shape, same relative thickness, same bands. Screen's bigger, but it's the same tech. It's essentially the same kind of. You know, with, with, with the iPhone, if you looked at an iPhone 1 and compared it to an iPhone 7 at the time, it was a lot different. So, the watch is, is somewhat overdue for like a major overhaul. Something to set it up for the next decade. And and that gives them the opportunity to – right now, like the chargers work going back to the original Apple Watch, right? And that's – you know, they made some decisions around voltages and magnets and how much – power they can push through and all this other stuff that made a lot of sense then, but they probably can do different stuff now. So maybe they can do much faster charging, all this other stuff. One of the things they talked about why they want to change the band, the way that bands attach to the watch is that they take up too much of the space in the casing and they'd rather have that space be internal space where they could put in more battery or more sensors or more other stuff. That makes a lot of sense. But to do that, to make these serious changes to the cases, you have to break band compatibility, break charger compatibility, all these other stuff. That's cool. It's exciting that when they make the decision to do those big things where they're going to break compatibility in those ways, it's usually because enough features have piled up on their backlog of like, we could do this, but it would break compatibility. So we're not going to do that. And then you'll get a big jump in capability. So that's all exciting, but it's at least a year off, if not two. And who knows what the price will be. And let's assume all these, all this is true and this does happen. Like people will, there, there will be backlash. People will be upset, but it, it, 10 years of support for bands and chargers is not that's pretty good. Like, there's no reason to say like Apple shouldn't be doing this. It's not like they're not going to keep selling a Series 9 or maybe there'll be another one like a Series 10, an Apple Watch X, and then a Series 10, like Roman numeral 10 or something. Who knows? The, these style ones are going to stick around for a while. There'll be an SE and all that other stuff. The bigger question is like, why would you buy a Series 9? From what we know of the Series 9, all expectations are it'll finally have a new processor right the the we it's been sticking with the same processor for like three years now so it'll be faster which is not a problem i have with my series seven or eight <laughs> um but that's it like no new sensors or anything no new accelerometers or gyroscopes or no blood you know like when they added the blood oxygen sensor always on display brighter display Everybody says this is going to be the the most minor update of the Apple Watch ever. Uh, last year was pretty minor too, right? So to be more minor than that, <laughs> I mean, I, I, like I I think a chip, a new chip, the first new chip in what four years is probably a little bit more major than the temperature sensor and crash detection. I think that was really it. I, I yeah, I don't necessarily agree because the 
last year when we got the, the stuff for crash detection, that was new accelerometers and stuff that can be used for mm-hmm. just way, way more sensitive. And that's what enabled the crash detection and all that. A new, the, a new processor that's faster matters if you're ever in a processor constrained scenario. That's, that's just my thing. Like I'm, I, I'm running watch OS 10 on my Apple watch series eight and everything flies and is fast. And I just don't know what I would gain from a faster processor. Whereas things like better sensors for crash detection and stuff like that, I know what I get. At least I'm I'm getting something that I didn't get before. Yeah. I guess my, my thinking is like, I don't think Apple releases a new watch every year. So the people who have the current watch will upgrade. Sure. I think it's more of, to entice new buyers. So this past quarter, they said two-thirds of Apple Watch buyers were new to the platform. That's that's pretty major. And coming out with the Series 9, that's a little bit faster, maybe lasts longer, maybe it's 20 hours of battery life. I don't know. If you're new to the Apple Watch platform, you know it's a new watch I th- and it's the same price and all that stuff. Like I think it's enticing to have a new model every year. And also, if you have a Series 4 or a Series 3 watch, 12 months is still a long time to deal with with a watch that's maybe slow, doesn't have an always-on display, doesn't have all the sensors that you need. Like, I, I don't I don't see what a Series 9 gives me in practical terms over a Series 8, other than the marketing benefit of it having a higher number to Apple. <laughs> There's We should also point out that thing with, with some things like, you know, like Dynamic Island did this, where we knew about the hardware aspect of them having sort of this whole punch and pill, you know, thing. We had no idea what was going on with the software. And it could just possibly be that Apple's got stuff coming in software that will only work on that Series 9 that they just haven't announced yet. And it requires the new processor. And we'll just never know about it until they announce it. Yeah, there's always those types of features with each watch model uh, crash detection is kind of that. Like we didn't know anything about that until it came out. Yeah. Um, they have that, the, the noise app, like all those like health and safety and fitness things. Mm-hmm. They always, there's always something that's new. And um, yeah, we'll learn about that in September because like those types of things don't really leak. Software things don't generally leak like, like hardware does. We know all about, watch os 10 but if there's a watch os 10 feature that requires this new processor then uh for whatever reason then that's that'll make a big difference so we're probably not gonna see a display change in the series 9 any sensor changes in the series 9 definitely no size changes there's nothing in the rumors to suggest any of that you know None of that. Maybe a new color. <laughs> yeah, probably. Like the the temperature sensor. Like we we had we knew that was coming. We didn't know exactly what it was going to do. Apple, like it, it's pretty limited in the series nine. It's mainly for um, for uh, fertility. Maybe they'll add a feature to that, so the eight and the nine get a little extra functionality there. Like it's possible they, there's a new algorithm or something like that, and they're able to use it for for more for more tracking. But yeah, there's no there's nothing on the horizon like glucose isn't happening. Uh blood pressure isn't happening. That's something that could happen down the line. In fact, blood pressure German talked about for the Series X, which is something that they've been working on for a while. Mm-hmm. 
but it's just not ready yet. Uh, all, all accounts, all rumors, all reports say that it's at least a year, maybe two or three away. Same with blood glucose monitoring. Uh, definitely, uh, Apple's been apparently working on that for longer than anyone even suspected, like a decade now, since, since, uh, almost since the, like, since before the original Apple Watch came out. In a very R&D sense, it's an extremely hard problem to solve. Progress is being made, but it's still years away from being like in your watch. <laughs> Every once in a while, there's like a patent or a rumor or something like that that talks about how uh, Apple Watch functionality gets extended to the watch bands. We haven't heard anything about that coming up in any future releases like this X or anything like that. I mean, not specifically, but I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if whatever that magnetic thing is kind of paves the road for that to happen. Maybe it's a MagSafe type thing where it where it's not just a connection, but it's also um, some kind of a computery thing involved. I don't know if that's going to happen immediately, but it could be setting the stage for that. To be clear, uh, like we don't even know that there's a magnetic anything, right? Uh, all he said was, the company has explored a new magnetic band attachment system, though it's unclear if it will be ready or used in the Watch X revamp. So that's that's a very wishy-washy, maybe there's no magnets. It's just a thing that they have experimented with uh, statement. But either way, if they're going to change the way the bands connect to the watch, it would not surprise me at all if they built a more robust sort of communications and power system in there so that they can sell smart bands, basically, right? That that use the watch's power, that communicate with the watch, et cetera. That would be a really good reason to change the way the, the entire clasping mechanism and stuff from, compared to what they have today. Yeah, w- with this current system, it's, I mean, nearly impossible to do any of that because they just they're just a it's just a dumb attachment to the watch like you would have to build all sorts of things into the strap itself and i can't imagine what the cost would be for an apple watch strap it would be more than a watch (laughs) as i've mentioned on this show before when we talk about the apple watch is that i'm not a big watch wearer and i think was it last year my new year's resolution was to wear my apple watch every day that lasted for like four months (laughs) pretty good Uh, that's longer yeah, than most New Year's resolutions. Yeah, yeah. What yeah. month has it been? What yeah. what what made you stop? I think I just forgot to put it on, and I <laughs> fell back into old habit. That's all yeah. it was. It wasn't that I didn't like wearing it. It's just that I don't have a frame of mind to put it on, and I, you know, I'm so used to just pulling out my phone whenever I need to refer to anything that I usually would use the watch for. And you would, and four months of having my watch didn't break that. Uh, didn't change my habits at all. You, you would uh, think muscle memory would have kicked in by four months. That's a, yeah. that's, that's that's quite a long time. Yeah, if you were doing Especially it the you same, you had to charge it every day and take it out. And yeah, if you were doing it the same every day, like just part of your morning routine, wake up, put on my watch, but then yeah, like that's that's some that's some sticky habits. If after four four months you didn't pick that up. Yeah, no, I think it was like, oh, I'm going to go do some uh, yard work. I'm not going to put on my watch to protect it, and then I just I forgot to put it on, period. I probably shouldn't, but I do that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so, my question, the reason why I bring that up is, what is it? Uh, what do you guys do 
what do you use? What do you find? How am I phrasing this question? I want to say, what is it you use the Apple Watch the most for? But I was trying to phrase it in a more sophisticated way. <laughs> Why do you bother wearing one when your phone's with you all the time? <laughs> is that it? <laughs> yeah. So what is it about the Apple Watch that you get the most utility out of as opposed to like just using your phone? Yeah. There's basically three things that just are like every single day kind of occurrences with me. Um, one is important notifications, like act now notifications and stuff. I have all my notifications on my phone and on my watch, like carefully, pretty carefully curated so that it's not dinging and going off for every stupid app on my phone. It's, you know, you got a text message, you're getting a phone call, something like that. So if I don't have my, if my phone's on a desk and I'm, lunch or I'm doing this or I'm doing, you know, whatever, like you said, I'll do a yard work or something, you know, I'll know that there's somebody at my door when my ring doorbell goes off or it'll, or I get a text message or something like that. Uh, I can take a phone call like when my hands are busy, you know, because I'm making lecture or I'm doing yard work or whatever. So that's, that's one thing that the phone call thing, it, it actually surprisingly good phone call quality like it's a tinny speaker that's blasting at you but like the other end doesn't have to doesn't even know you're on an apple watch like they do a really good job of of, with the mic of like cutting out noise cutting out the watch's own speaker and everything and other people you have to tell them i'm talking to you on my watch so that you know they know (laughs) you're not whatever and then the other one is just workout tracking like when i go to the gym or when i go walk the dog or whatever i just you know track my walk track my workout whatever those are the three things and that that's just like every single day you know i i very rarely use things like the ecg or the i mean it would be great if it warned me if i got had an afib event but i i don't i don't and it hasn't you know, so, and I'm sure it's, it's good insurance for me getting into like some sort of accident or, or something, some bad fall or whatever, but that's not happened yet either. So I'm not as worried with that. I've never felt the need to get the cellular model. I've never felt the need to be connected other than just using my phone's connection. I'm never off with my watch, but not my, my phone's nowhere nearby. Yeah, that's a good point. I wonder now. It just made me wonder if if I got the cellular version, that would force maybe that would change my habit a little bit. Yeah, well, maybe you'd think and I can I, leave my phone at home more. Right, right, and not yeah. miss something important. I, I, if if I'm not at the house, my phone's with me anyway. It's but but there's definitely a lot of times when my phone is inside and I'm out doing yard work or something like that, and I, I don't want my phone with me you know, in my pocket while I'm doing yard work and stuff, but it's nice not to miss something. And it's nice. I, it's nice to not have to take it off. If I go in a pool or anything, you know, I go swimming in a neighbor's pool. I just leave it on. It's fine. Mike, is there anything about the Apple watch that any features that you find that you have relied upon a lot or to become, to, I don't want to say indispensable, but you know, they're, they're features that you kind of use on a daily basis. I mean, yeah, it, it's similar to Jason. Um, I'll add to the fitness stuff. I, I have a Peloton bike 
So it like connects with that, which is pretty cool. Um, so I just kind of hold it up to the logo when I start. Everything kind of does it automatically after that, which is which is cool. I play baseball with my son a lot in the backyard, so I don't have to keep my – like if it's during my lunch hour and Jason needs to get in touch with me, like I'll see it on my watch before I reach into the pocket to check my phone because it might be 10 or 15 minutes later. It's it's useful for that stuff. And honestly, like it's I like the the fashion element of it. I like changing the the watch face every every week or two to uh you know to um give it like a different look uh i mean it's just it's just a nice device um i'm really interested to see what it brings to vision pro like i know that that's pretty far down the line like we're not going to be walking around with those things next year in five years in seven years maybe in 10 i do think that that's the next thing for apple We'll we'll have some version of glasses, whether they're you know goggles or you know ski ski looking like ski things, but they will be worn around. And I'm really curious how AirPods, Apple Watch, and Vision Pro all kind of work together to really be like the like you don't need a don't carry a phone anymore. Like you don't even need a Mac. Like this is like the next step for. What do they call it? Spatial computing. Yeah, you could you could see how easily if you've used the Apple Fitness Plus like workouts and stuff on your Apple TV, or now they're not just on your Apple TV, but if you use them on your Apple TV, your Apple Watch communicates with your TV and you see your heart rate and all that other stuff like up and how much time you've been doing and all that like up on the screen. Uh, it's like a little widget on the screen while you watch and go a little to exercise along with the video and you could very easily see how like that would be an immediate thing they could do with vision pro there could just be a widget that shows your like real-time heart rate now the first generation vision pro is not at all meant to be like a fitness device it's one of those things they said oh they were looking at that they were thinking about it it's one of those things that people use their oculus headsets for now but it's too heavy it's too expensive it doesn't breathe yada yada I'm sure third-party developers will still do it anyway, but it's kind of trivial to see that Apple would at the very least let you see a little floating window or something of some data from your watch, right? Whether it's your heart rate or whatever. And that's like the, that's like the minimum level of integration. And you know how Apple loves to make the whole ecosystem work together. So, A Vision Pro tie-in with an Apple Watch X Kind of sounds like a partnership that's sort of made, uh, instantly made. Uh, German didn't, Mark German didn't bring up the Vision Pro when he was talking about the Watch X, did he? No. I don't think he did. Mm -hmm. no. no, I mean, I think it's all of this is years away. I mean, Vision Pro is not even here, and we don't know what if this time next year it should be, but who knows? Like, you know, we're talking about seriously bleeding edge tech here. So, um, it's not the kind of thing that anyone is going to have that, you know, for a while. No one's spending 3500 bucks. If it was 2000 it would be a hard sell. 3500 it's nearly impossible to think that anyone – there's plenty of people who have a lot of money and love Apple products, but the average consumer who has an Apple Watch and an iPhone. Yeah. No, that's it's not nice. happening. <laughs> yeah. They'll see, they'll see it at the Apple store and stuff like that, and they'll be like, oh, that's really neat. And that's one of those things. It'll be this really amazing thing that people will be aware of. And then when it's, when it's only 
1499 or 18.99 or something it'll seem like a bargain and, they can, and then they'll run out and get the third gen they'll version. gradually sell a couple of them yeah i mean samsung charges that much for a, for a galaxy fold you know like that a couple thousand dollars for for new tech is not inconceivable oh yeah as iPhone prices get more expensive and, you know. So. Yeah, people buy MacBooks like that, but they hang on to them for a long time. Well, I have an Apple Watch Series 4. Hmm. And so I you, was should get a, you should get a 9. I was thinking of getting a 9, but then I was like, oh, maybe. I've waited this long. Maybe I'll just wait for the X. I'm going to tell you. So, like, the 4 is the SE. Like, that. that's what I had. And I wore it. I wore it occasionally. But since I got the 8, like, I wear it every single day. Because there's just it's 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 just a pleasant experience. The always on display is really nice. I like all the sensors, even though like Jason, I don't use them on a daily basis. But like I've read enough reports of people who have been alerted to irregular heartbeats, who have been re- re- alerted to, to to blood oxygen issues, where it's just kind of like a little bit of peace of mind. Since I'm not someone who runs to the doctor very often, so it's just like one more layer of maybe protection as I get older. And I think he'll be able to get the Series 8, you know. I, I got it for $120. So, what I, I paid two, $280. That's, that's pretty good for everything that this thing does. So, you know, when the 9 comes out, all those 8s will be slashed even further. If you can get one for like $250, I, I say grab it. That's, that's fantastic. Unless the 9 has some capability we're not aware of. You know, and of course, I mentioned the, the things I do every day. I didn't mention checking the time. Which I do. Mm, yeah. Like I actually <laughs> I actually don't pull my phone out of my pocket to check the time. That's true. Because it's much easier to look at my wrist. And now it does a little animated Snoopy thing that's cute. But even even so, yeah, just looking at that to see the time, maybe the date, uh, that's that's easier than grabbing my phone, especially if I'm, you know, walking the dog or something. Well, as a middle aged man, the rumor that the hell you say. <laughs> The uh, the rumor that the ten the X could have a blood pressure monitor sensor. As soon as an Apple Watch has that, I'm going to get that. So, yeah, I think a lot of people that would be that would be a major health feature that they would either upgrade or buy a new one for. I mean, the, the Apple Watch is it's it's already so far ahead of anything out there. As far as like the, the the algorithms and the things that it does, but something like that would be like a game changer. Yeah, the blood pressure monitor. As soon as the Apple Watch has that, the sales are going to skyrocket because so many middle aged people like me are going to want that. You know, one of the things I don't do now, but I I used to in my old car where I had CarPlay. Uh, I used to enjoy the watch for driving directions because mm-hmm. um, yeah, it gives a little tap. Yeah, it would, and it taps differently whether you're turning left or right. Uh, and I, I'm one of those people who always turns off the voice on my navigation, my car navigation, because it's always, it, it cuts into the song I'm listening to or the podcast or something. And nine times out of 10, I know, like I've, I kind of glanced over, I kind of see whatever, but I loved the little tapping on my wrist. It would always remind me like, this is the highway exit to take or whatever. And so, if you're a CarPlay user, just those little those little alerts, those little it's actually a sound. But if you turn the sound off, it's a little tick tock or tock tick. If you to turn the other way, those were useful. Um, I use that all the time when driving. 
That's very true. It, not to get on a CarPlay tangent, but it is annoying that when you use the directions, and I've been using it a lot uh, recently, when Apple Maps and Siri, well, Siri or Apple Maps tells you, after this light, you're going to stop, then you go past, and you're, when you're listening to something that you really want to listen to, yeah, that interruptions, those interruptions are really, really annoying. Right. <laughs> Then I have so, to jump yeah. back my podcast when this. Yeah, I like, like the best part of the song when exactly right. they start talking. <laughs> so yeah, that's one reason why I always have the voice turned off on my navigation and stuff. Now my my car doesn't have CarPlay anymore, but when it did, uh, the the tapping to kind of remind me, hey, glance over at your map. You're you're coming up on a turn was like a huge uh, little help. Well, that does it for this episode of the Macworld Podcast, episode 852. Thanks to Jason Cross. Thanks to Michael Simon. And thanks to you, the audience. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, we have one programming note. Uh, we won't have a podcast next week since it's the uh, summer break, taking a little bit of a break. But we'll be back the week after that. You can subscribe to the Macworld Podcast in the podcast app on Spotify or through any other podcast app. If you have any comments or questions, send us an email at podcast at macworld.com or contact us through Twitter, that's at Macworld, or on threads, that's at Macworld underscore HQ, or on the Macworld Facebook page. Tune into the next episode of the Macworld Podcast where we talk about the latest in the world of Apple. See you next time.